Welcome. Hope you're doing well. Listen, today what we're covering is absolute gold if you want to become a police officer. I'm diving into how it is you're going to become a police officer with your actual board interview. Let's discuss. always before we get started i have two gifts down below for you those gifts are getting started as a police officer that is a free workshop we have for you just click on the link down below to take you over to it and it's going to walk you through every step there is in the hiring process for law enforcement the big thing is it's going to cover a good in-depth portion of even the getting hired section of the interview and how important that is and how to make it more advantageous to yourself the other gift I have below is a free consultation call with myself. If you have something specific to you and your hiring process, maybe you're already in the process and you have a question or you ran into some issues, or maybe that you're getting ready to get started and you have some, some issues before that you want to discuss and see if it's going to get in your way for becoming a police officer, sign up for that free coaching call. I'd be glad to help you along your way and get you started, get you off on the right foot. So both those gifts are down in the description below. Now, Let's talk about your board interview, or maybe it's your chief's interview, your panel interview, whatever they want to call it, and what is the most important things you need to think about. Today, we're covering three mistakes, and if you stick around to the end, there'll be a little, just quick little bonus tidbit that is something else that I see individuals make the mistake in all the time. So technically, I'm giving you four, but let's cover the three main ones that will prevent you from passing your board interview, and if you cannot change these, you're going to have a difficult time. But if you can understand and recognize these, you are going to get hired. It's just, it's foolproof. It works every single time and it's going to make you stand out in the crowd. Now, before I even dive into it, listen, these, these tricks are meant to, I shouldn't even say tricks. These tips are meant to have you recognize the issues that get other people not disqualified, but not selected, because there's a difference between being disqualified and not being selected. Even if you go through and you pass your polygraph and you pass your board and you pass your, your written and physical test and you pass your psychological exam, all that stuff, those are all conditions of being hired. At the end of the day, it's just like another job or any other job out there. You have to put in an application and you have to go to an interview and the interviewees have to like you and give you a job offer. Without that, there is no position. It doesn't matter. But this, even if you don't have the best scores on something, your board interview or any of your interviews can make the difference and make you in that top 25 you need to get selected. Now, what are the mistakes that people make during their board interviews? There's a lot of them, but we're going to cover the top three right now. First one being, don't over-explain an issue. Now, what do I mean by this? They're going to have your resume in front of them, or maybe they might have a police questionnaire in front of them if they've had you do it beforehand. Sometimes agencies will have you fill out everything first before you even go to a board interview or before you even go to a written or physical exam. doesn't matter. Every agency does it a little bit differently. There is usually a sequence of events that happen on the average, but every agency is a little bit different. So you go in and they tell you, that, hey, explain this issue or what would you do in this situation? That's one of the questions they may ask you. What would you do given this situation and these facts? 
and you go into this elaborate, detailed explanation of what you would do, but you're just, you're going off on tangents and you're over explaining and you're getting into getting into situations that really don't apply. And it just makes you look bad during your board interview because these, it's not really an answer. It's, it's just kind of incoherent rambling. So let's give a scenario where they actually have your, your police questionnaire and you filled out a police questionnaire already. And it says, Hey, you know, how many times in the past have you ever stolen anything or have you ever taken anything? And you say yes, or you say, yes, I've stolen something less than $50 in value. And then they say, well, what, what happened here? Explain this to me. And you go into the, you go into the stories. Well, listen, when I was, when I was 12 years old or 15 years old, I went into a store and I was with my friends and they were all taking stuff. And I, and I was, I was telling them, no, 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 don't take anything. No, that's not right. That's not right. And then they winded up grabbing some and putting some stuff in my pocket. And I said, no, that wasn't right. And, but I never put it back because they were all doing it. And I just thought, Hey, it, it'd be okay. But you know, the whole time I really thought that I wasn't gonna, that I really wasn't doing anything wrong because really they were the ones that did it. And, and I, I was just, I just didn't stop them. So I was wrong for not stopping them, but I really wasn't the one who stole anything. And, you know, it was just a couple pieces of candy that would have been like a dollar. It, it wasn't really anything crazy. And I just, I, I, you know, I went in there and that wasn't my intention. I went into the store. That wasn't my intention, but then I did that. And, and, you know, I just wanted to be honest and I didn't want to lie about anything on my, on my police questionnaire. And it's not a big deal, obviously, but I just wanted to be truthful. And I felt being honest was the, that right there. Everything I'm saying is just incoherent rambling. I'm just, I'm nervous about the situation. You know, they, they called me out on something that I put down on my police questionnaire. I wasn't prepared for it. And I just rambled. I rambled on opposed to being specific, but not elaborating. Right. So when I was 11 years old, I went into a store and I walked out with some candy in my pocket that I didn't pay for. And looking back now, you know, I was young and I shouldn't have made that decision, but it was a poor decision. I eventually went back and returned the candy um, or I paid for it. That's it. That That's how you answer a question like that. You, you give the specific details, you try to paint yourself in the best light, but you're not over here rambling and just incoherent and trying to trying to diminish the action that happened. You've already written it down. I understand that you're trying to paint yourself in the best light, but you're doing yourself an injustice by by just rambling because they're not listening to all this. They're trying to pick out the key words here where this individual and we hear it every single day when we when we review a candidate or, or conduct an interview. Every single time, everyone wants to explain in this long detail and 10 minute explanation for one question. And we got 35 other questions to get through. And we're just trying to see where your mindset is. And if you're saying, hey, you're not responsible for what happened and you were just going along with the, the flow. Well, that's not what law enforcement wants to hear. What happens if a law enforcement officer is doing something bad? We don't want to hear that you're just going to go along with it because it's bad. No, that's that's not it. What we're looking for is a more more condensed and concise version that shows, hey, you're accepting responsibility, but at the same point, you knew it was wrong. So the next mistake that we kind of see goes hand in hand with the first one, right? You're nervous. 
you're you're just trying to talk and you're you're not trying to sit there in silence because you're worried about it and you're you're saying to yourself hey i'm just i'm just going to vomit words right i'm just going to vomit words and something good's going to come out and that is not the case 90% of the time and what really happens is it becomes as i said incoherent but you lose you lose excuse me you lose thought and concentration on the actual question so if i ask you a scenario based question as you know, what would you do if you saw a, another law enforcement officer, you know, violating policy and you get into the, you get into the rhythm and you're just talking, but you lose track of the question such as, you know, tell me what you would do if you saw a, another law enforcement officer violating department policy. You say, well, you know, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to the officer but I'm not going to talk to the officer right there on the spot. I, you know, I want what I want to do is I want to talk to the officer um, offhand. That way, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not calling him out in front of people. Maybe he knows something I don't know. You know, I'm not saying I know everything. I'm just saying it's one of those things where I think it's best to really, at any point in time, no matter what it is, talk to people about what they're thinking. That way, you don't make a mistake, and they may know something that you don't. And I mean, I think we can all agree that. We all don't know everything and it's best to just be open and learn and, and maybe, you know, someone might have more experience than I, I do. So understanding that they having that experience at this point, I am, I'm so far off the, off the question. I forgot what the question was. And, and it looks really bad if I say, if I'm three, four minutes into an answer and I say, can you actually repeat the question? So there's not much that you can do when you're in a board interview a lot of times. So there's not a bias and there's not any change in the questions that they ask each candidate. So each candidate is judged the same questions can't be changed or elaborated on. A lot of times when you come in say, Hey, you know, um, I'm officer Magaha. I'll be conducting your interview or I'll be one of your interviewers. And the only thing that we can do is we'll, we will read you a question and you will respond to it and let us know when you're done responding. We cannot add or elaborate on any of the questions we ask. The only thing we can do is repeat the question if you would like us to. So if you're early on in the in the question or before you even get started, if you're trying to if you're trying to to formulate thoughts in your head and you need more time, don't do this for every question, but it's perfectly reasonable to say, Hey, can you repeat that question for me right right after they asked it? Can you repeat that one more time? I just want to make sure I, I'm understanding properly. Sure, no problem. What would you do if you saw another law enforcement officer violating our department's policy if you were a police officer? And at that point in time, they didn't they didn't give you any more information. They just said they just gave you time. You know, they gave you another 20 seconds to think about what you would do. And at that point in time, you'd say, well, first off is, is making sure that they are violating policy. So I'd want to converse with that, that individual. Obviously, I would try to do my best to not paint the department or anything in a bad light. I'm not going to let that officer hurt someone if I know that they're violating policy or breaking the law. But I want to, I want to make sure I do the best I can to, to serve everyone, the community, uh, the individual that we may be talking to, and make sure that I'm not... Um, embarrassing that police officer because maybe he does know something he or she does know something that i don't know maybe they saw something that i didn't so i don't want to assume but if it appears that that they're going to violate some some form of the policy at that point in time i'm going to do my best to prevent it from happening right i want to do my best to prevent it from happening 
if I can't prevent it, I'm going to make sure that I can stop it, making sure everyone's being safe, safe for the citizen, safe for the law enforcement officer, and then try to converse with that individual and see where their mindset was at. If it was just a blatant disregard for policy, that's kind of outside of my hands. I guess I'd, I'd have to follow policy, and I'm assuming the policy says that we'd have to discuss it with a supervisor. So I would follow my policy. First things first is try to try to prevent it from happening. Stop it if I do see something happening, especially if it's a danger to to a civilian or or even the law enforcement officer themselves. And then third, follow proper policy, whether that's discussing it with the supervisor or or however the department handles it. You know, that was about a minute right there. That was a solid answer for one question. And uh, and I. I could buy myself more time to ask them to, to formulate that thought and ask them, hey, can you repeat that question for me one more time? Don't get three minutes, five minutes into an answer. Be so off on a tangent that you're talking about. Um, you're talking about being the right, right person or understanding that everyone has that people might have more knowledge than you. And you're thinking to yourself, what was the question that they asked me again? And and did I answer it? Because a lot of times I see people ramble and they never actually answer the question that was asked. And it's one of those things where you just I give people a zero for that question because they didn't actually answer the whether whether they had a very thoughtful answer that they said it, it didn't pertain to the actual question that was asked so keep that in mind don't get don't get so caught up in the answer that you actually forget the question and then you're not actually answering the question so that's mistake number two I see now mistake number three is the most important and it really comes down to it comes down to you. And the big thing that you need to understand, this this one is, is critical. Right off the bat, this is a question that really separates a lot of individuals because individuals overthink, right? They, they are not specific, but they sure do elaborate and, and it just hurts their chances so much. So the last one is, wait for it. The last one is, What's your greatest weakness or some variation of that question? You know, what, what do you see an area you need improvement in? What's your greatest weakness? What's an area that you can improve in? What's a weakness of yours? These, these are all the same question. And the best way to answer this question is to make it relatable to the actual, to the actual job right you need you need it to be relatable to law enforcement but not so relatable that it hurts your chances so what's your greatest weakness well you know i'm really afraid of guns or i can't shoot real well i don't i don't shoot well at all and um and I, every time i i go to shoot i i get scared and and i'm just i'm really afraid of guns that you're not making it you know, i'm just i'm trying to be honest with you you say it uh an answer like that and you're as soon as you leave that room, they're, hey, thank you for your time. Have a great day. And that that file right there, your file, your application, your your interview pack, everything is gone right to the do not hire other qualified candidates or not qualified. Um, it's they're just it's not a it's not an answer you want to say. Um, same thing with uh, I'm really afraid of. Uh, of talking to people. I, I'm really afraid of getting out there. And I know just with some training, I can, I can get out there and talk to people or, or I'm afraid of conflict. You know, I'm really afraid of conflict. I, you know, when people start yelling at me, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to them. I just want to kind of, Hey, Hey, you're right. You're right. Or, 
or you say something, hey, I'm a people pleaser. I do whatever anyone wants. So if someone comes up to me and, and they're really mad and they're upset about something, I'll do everything I can to help them just because I'm a people pleaser. And that's that that might sound like you're saying, hey, that's a really, really good answer. Like you're you're trying to give yourself a positive that's a negative, right? It's not. I've, I've seen them all. We've all seen them all. It's not a positive, right? It's just going to hurt your chances. And look at it this way. I'm a people pleaser. You know, I, I know, I know, but it really, it is my biggest weakness. Cause I, I just want to, I want to please everyone. And sometimes it, it, you know, I, I get myself into situations where I, I run myself ragged and it just um, like makes me tired and I don't have time to time to do the things I need to do. So it just, it's a weakness. So, well, here's how we're here. Well, are you going to be able to write someone a ticket or are you going to be able to arrest someone if they're arguing with you? If someone says, no, please don't arrest me, I'll do whatever I whatever you need, um, or I won't do it again, are you going to be a people pleaser and not arrest them even though they just assaulted someone? Um, so so as much as you think that is a, you're painting yourself in a positive, um, what's another one I see all the time? What's, what's your greatest weakness? Oh, I'm, you know, I'm always trying to be the best. It, yeah, it's a weakness. I'm, I'm always trying to be the best. And they're like, well, okay, ex explain how that's a weakness of yours. Well, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm always competing and uh, I'm, I'm never resting. I'm just always trying to do, do better. And, you know, and, and it's, it's a weakness, you know, because I really, I need to learn about balance. And so, but I'm always trying to do, do the best. And it's just, you know, I'm, I want to be the best at everything I do. And, you know, I just, sometimes it, it hurts. I got to balance out other aspects of life. Great. Sounds like a great answer. Now we're sitting back thinking this individual has an ego the size of the moon. And that's the last thing we want in law enforcement right now, because it's just, it's just going to hurt you. It's, it's one thing to be confident in yourself. It's another thing to try and like boast an ego. And as I said, we've seen all these, we've seen all these. So don't pick something that's going to hurt you say like, Oh, I can't, I can't use computers. I, I'm, I'm, I'm horrible with computers. You know, 20 years ago, that may have been a good answer. It, well, if you added more to it, like what I'm getting ready to show you right now, 20 years ago, that, that may have been good. Um, 30 years ago. Yeah. Maybe may a good answer nowadays where technology is a vital part of every profession, including law enforcement. That's, that's a horrible answer. So so what would a good answer look like? A good answer would look like something along this lines. What's what's an area of improvement or what's your greatest weakness? You know, I realize that that a lot of law enforcement is going digital, especially with cyber crimes. So I I decided that I was going to take some classes in cyber cyber crimes, specifically coding the this the coding side of it because I'm I'm not really good at coding on a computer and I've I've gotten a lot better um just because I've taken those those courses and I understand that that a lot of crimes are now happening online and and through technology. So I want to make sure that I keep up with the trends. And that's an area that I'm really trying to improve in. And that's the area that I've been improving in. So I've taken a lot of classes in coding. I'm getting a lot better at it. But that's an area that I keep striving to improve myself in. What did I do there, right? So I never said it was a weakness, right? I just said I'm improving in this area. I picked something related to law enforcement, but it wasn't something so critical that a, that a patrol officer is not going to get hired on. And I mean, it, it's something that is really a specialty, 
right? I didn't, I didn't pick like, um, oh, I'm really trying to get better at, at SWAT tactics and things like that. No, that you're reaching at that point. I picked something that was actually tr probably true and relatable, something where most people can't code or can't, or can't stop hacking from going on. Right. So most law enforcement officers, that's a specialty niche. A lot of times through major organizations, such as like the Secret Service, or even um, they handle a lot of counterfeiting, or maybe even the FBI, things like that. So you just said, hey, it, that's a weakness of mine. I understand it. It's a, it applies to law enforcement because you tied it in. I understand a lot of law enforcement is going into technology, and a lot of crimes are happening now throughout technology, such as the internet. So I decided I wanted to work on coding to better understand cyber crimes. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. I if I heard something like that, I'd be like, okay, this person didn't really give me a huge weakness of them of theirs. A lot of people will just come out and say a weakness that just, as I said earlier, will just completely make me want to take their their file and move it to, hey, this this isn't the right person. Um, that is not a trait or a weakness you can have in law enforcement. Whether you can improve in it or not, you should probably improve in it first prior to applying for a law enforcement officer. Other people try to try to spin it in a way that it's it's you know their weakness is a positive and they're not willing to openly admit that they're not um, they're not good at something or that they need to improve in something. And that just that shows a a character flaw that law enforcement doesn't want. So then you open yourself up and say, hey, I do have a flaw. You know, I'm not I'm not as well versed in in coding and hacking as a lot of criminals are. And so in order to keep up with those trends, even though I may not use it in my career or, or in this position, it is related to law enforcement is an area that I'm trying to improve in. And it's just that simple. So so these three things, remember, first one is is do not over explain. Don't over explain. Don't go out there and spend so much time that that you're just you're going off into la la land and it, it's doing nothing for you. Tying that into number two, don't lose track of the question because you're sitting there over explaining. If you lose track of the question and you have to ask four minutes into your answer, what was the question again? It's, it's just a bad look for you. And then number three, when you ask what's your greatest weakness or what's an area you need improvement in? Find something, be honest about something, you know, try to relate it to the field, but don't sit there and say it's something that that is a core part of a law enforcement function, right? If you're if it's a core part of a law enforcement function, you're just going to hurt yourself. And then don't let it be something where it's an ego, where you're trying to sell yourself even more by saying, oh, you know what, my my biggest weakness is something that's great. That's just it just doesn't look good. It's a bad character flaw. That last bonus tip I said for you, wear a suit. If you show up to a board interview, a chief interview, or anything without a suit, men suit and tie, women a suit, you're you're already starting behind the, the eight ball. I've said this in multiple other videos. Don't show up with slacks and a polo, especially don't show up with slacks and a polo with the polo untucked and no belt on. Um, yeah, it's it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Um, but yeah, those those are your three tips plus your bonus tip. Remember. Those gifts are down below for you. Getting started as a police officer, it's going to walk you through every stage of the hiring process, especially dive into the interview portion so that you can better understand what an interview has fully encompassing, just not just the three things that you should avoid when in your interviewing questions. Also, if you got something more specific to yourself, go ahead and book a free coaching call with me, myself, and a member of my team. 
down below, and I would be glad to answer those questions for your hiring process, something that's specific to you, something that maybe you uh, saw in a video and you have something that you know, pertains specifically to your situation, I'd be glad to get on a call with you and help get you started on the right foot. As always, stay safe and I will see you next time.